Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Her pastor and pastor's wife in prayer and uh, their family, and we thank the Lord for that. God bless you. We're glad you're here. We want Sister Williams to come and take her liberty today. I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Just, just sing that chorus one more time. God opened up a place in the spirit when we were singing that. And I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness. Think about how good he's been to you. Woke you up this morning. Started you on your way today. Gave you the seeing in your eyes, the hearing in your ears, the stepping in your feet. I can't help but sing of the goodness of God. Hashanda. I will sing of the goodness. He kept me alive when I should have been dead. I've got to sing. I will sing of the goodness. Look over your life. Look over the places where you have been. Turn around and look at your previous steps. And you will sing of the goodness of God. You will sing of the goodness. Even when I wasn't saved, God was still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will sing. Even to our visitors today, the goodness of God is over you. Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I will sing of the goodness of God. I think so many times we, we rush the moment. We don't embrace the now moment looking for the next moment. Yeah. 
We're in a now moment right now with God. And all you have to do is embrace this moment. The love of God has already descended in the tabernacle. And you can reach up to him like a little child and allow him to gather you in his arms. And you can feel his love and his goodness right now. That's why I'm singing of the goodness of God. I will sing. See, what the enemy wants to do is to rush you out of your now moment. Because when the presence of the Lord steps in, he brings in deliverance. We don't even have to go to the preached word today. The presence of the Lord is here to heal. The presence of the Lord is here to deliver. The presence of the Lord is here to set the captives free. So I will see of the goodness of God. See, what I'm doing right now is I'm responding to the Spirit of God. Every single time you encounter the presence of God, the number one thing that you need to do is to respond to Him. When you respond to the presence of God, you get the totality of heaven at your disposal. What did you walk in the tabernacle seeking today? We have the word prepared. But if the spirit of the Lord descends like he has now, we need to access him. We don't want to send him back up and Request for him to come back down. He is already here. And he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that you ask or even think. So I'm going to see of the goodness of God. I will see. Of the goodness of God. Mahoshakatapa. If you speak with tongues, begin to speak with tongues. I have learned to wait on the Lord. So I'm in a waiting moment right now. I'm not in a rushed moment. I'm waiting. If you speak with tongues, begin to speak with tongues. If you don't, it is okay. Just enjoy the presence of God. The book of Jude says your most holy faith is built up every time you speak with tongues. See, what the enemy wants to do is silence your voice. He doesn't want you to open your mouth because the Bible says when I cried unto him, that's when my enemies are going to turn back. Open your mouth and cry unto him. 
He wants to hear your voice today. I'm going to forget about who's on my left, who's on my right. I'm going to forget about everything but acknowledging him. His presence is real. His presence is tangible. And those of you who have the Holy Ghost, if you would allow the Spirit to speak through you, He's ready to shift this church, this landmark church, uh, to another dimension. I feel the power of God propelling me. Come on, come on. I know many of you ladies have already stepped uh, into this dimension of the spirit. Uh, let out of your being what you have received in the conference because we are about to go somewhere different today. Yeah, come on. Ah, we're not going back where we were before. We're not here to stay the same. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing. It doesn't really matter whether you are on tune or not. Just sing that chorus to him. I will sing of the goodness Oh, the goodness. Come on, let it out. See, that spirit that's on the inside of you is waiting to be released. See, what the enemy wanted me to do was just come here and teach you some little Bible story and let you go back home today. But that's not my assignment. My assignment is to bring you into the presence of God uh, so that you can be healed, so that you can be delivered, uh, so that you can be set free, so that you can begin to move uh, in the direction that the Holy Spirit has for you. I will sing of the goodness of God. I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. See, even if we have visitors and they don't really understand, the presence of the Lord can do things that we can't even do. They don't really have to understand it. They understand that they're feeling something. Because we're in the goodness of God. Yeah. We're not going to quench the spirit here. As you can see, I'm not in a hurry. I'm used to waiting on him. When he moves, I move. When he stops, I stop. And he has stopped in this service right now. Hey, hey, hey. The Holy Spirit is breathing on us. Folk are tired of going to church one way and leaving the same way that they have come. 
they are ready to encounter the real, authentic presence of God. Mahushakataba. We're in the goodness of God. You're in the goodness of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Many of us know John 3.16, but we do not know John 3.17. John 3.17 is just as powerful as John 3.16. John 3.17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. God does not want to hurt you. God does not want to zap you out of here. God does not want to come down on you hard. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So I will sing. I will sing of the goodness. When I was undone. His goodness was running after, it was running after me. His goodness is running after, it's running after me. It's running after, it's running after you. His goodness is He's chasing you down today. Mm. I just feel the sweet love of Jesus here today. Hallelujah. If you open your heart. The Holy Spirit will come in. It's just so difficult for me to move from the moment. Hallelujah. It's definitely my distinct honor to be for the first time in Landmark Church. So happy to be here with the great pastor of this church, I do honor you today, sir. And his beautiful wife, Sister Rhonda, who is my friend. Really appreciate this family. I give honor to them. This great district. For housing me, literally. I've been in their home. <laughs> They've been housing me. Thank you for such great accommodations. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to preach in this pulpit. But I have not arrived 
Illinois by accident. I'm here in the will of God for the purpose of God to speak the mind of God. I give honor to my bishop, Bishop Anthony Mangan, Mickey Mangan, Pastor Gentry Mangan, Lexi, and the pastoral team at POA. It was POA that found me as an eight-year-old girl on a bus route. They began to love me and pick me up on the bus. So thankful for their leadership, their guidance, and what they've done for me. I feel today that the Holy Spirit is about to do something that's going to be mind-blowing. You can feel it. Yeah. The devil was going to destroy you. He should have did it yesterday. Woo! There's a power moving in here today. Ooh, my God, I feel the gifts of the Spirit. I feel the prophetic. I feel the unction. I feel the anointing. The prophet Isaiah told us it was the anointing that destroys the yoke. That's why he doesn't want you to get into the presence of God and get anointed. Because he knows when you get in the presence of God and get anointing, every yoke that's on your life, in your life, is going to be destroyed. So thankful. I would speak a few words and a few words only, and I would get out of the way and let the Holy Ghost move. I know I'm looking in the faces of some seasoned saints, and you, I'm, I mean, your face is lit up with the Holy Ghost. I see it on you. I see the glory on you. I see the power. But if you have your Bibles today, I would like to bring you to one portion of scripture just for our key verse today. And if you're able, just stand for the reading of the word. I told the conference where I was, the reason why I asked people to just stand for the reading of the word, because in the gospel of John, John writes, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. I do not ask you to stand for me or request, but I ask you to stand for God, his word. Matthew 11, verse 12. Read with me, please. And from the days of John the Baptist until... Did you know you were in the Bible? From the days of John the Baptist until now. Right now. The kingdom of heaven suffers. See, you thought when you got in the kingdom of heaven, it was going to be like eating cake and ice cream. Etouffee. I'm from Louisiana. Boudin and cracklings. Pecan pie. Gumbo. Yeah, you're getting hungry, aren't you? I'm going to hurry up. 
<laughs> and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom suffers. Not just suffers, but it suffers violence. You think of the most hideous crime in the spiritual realm. That's what's going on. He's stabbing. He's shooting. He's bringing out things that will cause mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction are going on in the spirit. It suffers violence. But I love that the verse end this way. Violence have come on me, but I don't have to sit around and just take it. <laughs> Violence is not going to stop. Watch the conjunction here. It is say, or, or but. Watch the conjunction. The conjunction here is and. That violence is not going to stop. That. That violent force from hell is not going to stop. But at the same time, simultaneously. What we have from the living God is not supposed to stop. It says, and the violent. I got violent with this violence, and I'm so violent by the power of God, I'm going to take this violence by force. It's not going to destroy me, but I'm getting ready to get up. So I will see. I will sing. That's why I'm singing it. Because what's in me? Mm -hmm, I will sing. Getting ready to beat him down. Down to the ground. And I will sing. You're amazing. I love ministering with you of the goodness of God. Stay up here with me. Yes, yes. Of the goodness. In other words, God is saying that you better not be running from the devil. You better be singing of the goodness. So when you come after me, See, that goodness is still moving in me when I'm beating you down. Mm -hmm. Y'all doing okay out there? Oh, yeah. I love y'all. The kingdom suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. You're going to take some territory today. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Came to preach to landmark on this subject. Take it by force. It's not going to be handed to you. <laughs> you suffering some violence. 
But what's on the inside of you is more violent than the violence. I feel a taking spirit in here today. I feel a conquering spirit in here today. I feel a lifting up spirit in here today. All my life, he's been faithful. So in the heat of the battle, do you think he's going to turn around on me now? So I will sing. Have you ever been in a place and you know you you know you were the winner, and you and you saw the enemy just moving around and thinking that he was going to win, and you had a smile on your face because you knew something that he didn't know. See, all we have to do is back up into this love of God and this goodness of God and come out in that power. I just want to talk today. I feel right at home here. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it. You may be seated. Some of you have been in so many battles. You thought that you were never going to come out of them. When we come into the world, We have to realize this is a world of battles. From the cradle to the grave, you're going to do some battle. Our Bible is a book about battles. Even from the beginning, from Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says the serpent was most subtle of any beast of the field. And he came to do battle in the garden, a peaceful place. And he began to beguile Eve and said, hath God said. And you know that man, when they listened to him in the garden, they began to eat of that forbidden fruit. The battle began. And all through the Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you have to realize that before Adam and Eve was created, there was a battle going on in heaven. The Bible tells us that war broke out in heaven and Satan began to usurp his authority over God's authority and he grabbed one third of the angels with him. But the scripture tells us that God beheld Satan as lightning falling from the sky. Satan might be powerful, but he's not all powerful. Satan might have force, but he is not the most powerful force. 
God have come here this day to tell us that I have given you a power on the inside of you that can handle anything that hell brings on to you. Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. If you're going to get your breakthrough, you're going to have to battle through You must battle and battle until you win. That's why 1 John 3 and 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest so that he might destroy. I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Louisiana. And we treat a lot of disorders and diseases, mental disorders and diseases. But Jesus Christ did not come to treat or tolerate Satan. He came to destroy him. It's time for us to get up and stop treating and tolerating Satan and begin to take by force what the Lord says we could have. Your family needs you to get up. And begin to take your home by force out of the hands of the evil one. Our schools need up to get up and take by force up what they have done in our school system. Our world needs us to get up and take by force up what the world system has. The political system definitely needs it. And we can take it by force. Where you get this force I tell you where you get this force and this power. He told those disciples, you go back and you go tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with this force and this power from on high. That's Luke 24 and 47. Some of these scriptures I didn't send over, but it's okay. You can read these scriptures later. There's a force fighting you, but are you going to just sit down and allow it to keep fighting you? Some of this force that's fighting you have been depressive in your life. Some of you are battling depression. I felt that when I came in here. And oppression and worry and doubt. And you're waiting on a program to get you out of it. You're waiting on protocol to get you out of it. But the only way you're going to come out of this particular war that you are in is that you're going to have to have this power from God and you're going to have to battle your way out. why he said pray prayer is your power prayer brings you into the power of God prayer doesn't prepare you for the battle but prayer is the battle you have to get up and pray pray until you're endued with this power from on high Jesus Christ himself did not even bypass this power we found him praying in the garden of Gethsemane he was praying on the boat he was praying before he fed the 5,000 he prayed everywhere he was praying in Fasting before he met that enemy in the garden. Prayer may not be the only thing, but prayer is the principal thing. He'll bring you forth into a power where you can begin to move the enemy back. It was prayer that set Abraham apart from Lot. It was prayer that set Moses apart from Pharaoh. Moses' power was greater than the power of Pharaoh. 
You have to realize that God is asking of us today to get up and not be weak, but to take it by force. You're not going to win this battle by default. You're not going to win this battle by your last name. You're not going to win this battle by your pastor, your pastor's wife, your brother or your sister in Christ. But you're going to have to get up and take it by force. First Peter 5 and 8 says you have an adversary and all of his missiles are pointed at you. He said, why are you preaching to us on this Sunday morning about this? Because this is where you are in the spirit, and this is going to be where God is about to launch you from. He's downloading this information into you because he's about to take you somewhere. You have an adversary, and all of his missiles are pointed at you. What you going to do about it? Every one of Satan's missiles is aimed at you. He's not your friend. He's not your chum chum buddy or your BFF. He is your adversary. And the Bible says he walks about seeking whom he may devour. The last time I checked, walking was an action verb. The last time I checked, seeking was an action verb. He is not standing still trying to get you. Everywhere you go, he's trying to go. Every time he's seeking, trying to take you down. But the Bible told us in the scripture today that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. But the violent take it by force. What do you need to take today? As I have said, is it your home? Is it your job? What do you need to take? You got to get plugged into the power. I cannot pull Satan down powerless. That's why he said, behold, I give you power. Power means you're going to have something come up against you that you're going to have to apply a force to it. If nothing was going to come against you, why would you need power? We have our ammunition in our home just in case somebody break in on me. You come in my house if you want to. I got some power in there. And that's what God is saying to us in the spirit. In Luke 10 and 19, I give you some power so that you can come against this violence that's coming after you. See, what the enemy wants you to do is just to pretend that you're not in a warfare. The enemy wants you to just believe that, oh, everything is okay, and we're going to sing some kumbaya. This is not a kumbaya world. And this war is going to take place until you die. From the cradle to the grave, you're going to battle. What the devil wants you to do is to roll over, play dead, cover your head. But God wants you to get up, take his word, take his name, take his blood, and take prayer. You want this city? You want this community? You want your family? Get up and take it. It's not going to be handed to you. But you're going to have to take it by force. 
by this power of God. Life is battle after battle. Get that breakthrough, battle through. Why do you have the power if you're not going to use it? Don't waste the Holy Ghost. Our lives as spiritual warriors are dependent on our ability to fight and our ability to release the victory. You have been placed in the kingdom of God to fight. He's given you his overwhelming, never-ending love and his goodness is following you. So that you can understand that you're not alone in this battle. But you're going to have to fight. Look what 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's a, that's a militant word. Weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down. It's not coming down until you get up and pull it down. That devil ain't coming down until you get up and take it by force and pull it down. For the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly, but they are mighty through God to pull every devil down. He putting fight back in this church. I don't know what's going on here. I've never, never been here before. But he finna, he, put, he finna put some fight in you. He putting some fight in this house today because he knows some territory is getting ready to be taken. You're getting ready to take some Jerichos. You're getting ready to destroy some kings and some principalities and some powers. said the weapons then he turns around in Ephesians 6 verse 11 or 18 and says put on the whole armor you can't pick the piece you want to wear you take all the pieces of the armor they are necessary in this battle put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil 2 Corinthians says, use your weapons. Ephesians 6 said, put on the armor. Armor is what you wear, but weapons are what you use. I've got to put on some clothes, but I also got to pick up some weapons. Now I'm already booted up and suited up. And I've got these weapons but if all I do is pack this weapon and carry this weapon, lay this weapon down on my coffee table, put it in my car on the dashboard, weapons are no good for you just to carry. Weapons are not made to be seen, but weapons are made to be felt. <clears throat> 
You've got to stick it to the devil. In order to take this by force, you're going to have to get up and stick it to the devil. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Do you know the Bible says in Ephesians 6, this is a wrestling match? Wrestling is a very close contact sport. In order to win your opponent, you're going to have to get on him and pin him down. Why do you think the devil is so close to you? He wants to get on you and pin you down to win the match. But the Bible says that we're going to have to get up uh, and put on the whole armor of God uh, that we may be able to stand uh, against the wiles of the devil. And having done all to stand, uh, we stand. Having our feet shed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Don't tell me salvation isn't important. Shield of faith. Quenching the fiery darts of the devil. The helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit. Praying always. Prayer is a weapon. The Lord has not left us unequipped for this battle. But he's given you everything you need to take this devil down. He's given you everything you need to deal with this conflict. He's given you everything you need to remove the enemy out of his place. But we walk in the flesh, we're not warring in the flesh. Many of us have not been able to win because we've been doing it in the flesh. But the Lord said today, get up and begin to fight uh, and fight in the spirit. You are fighting up against something that you cannot see. That devil can see you, but you can't see him. So therefore, you are in an imbalanced warfare. How are you going to fight him? How are you going to fight a devil you can't see? See, you thought it was Bobby, Sue, John, and Melissa. They're not the problem. You thought it was your wife or your coworker. It's not the problem. It's an unseen enemy you're fighting. It's an imbalanced warfare. So in the win this spiritual battle, you're going to have to get in the spirit. And you have to release the authority that's been given you. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Then you need to start releasing that onto the enemy. Do you have the power of God? Then you need to release that onto the enemy. Do you have the name of Jesus? Then you need to begin to use the name of Jesus to take the enemy by force. God is ready for this church. I'm in a warfare with you right now. I'm giving you battle plans right now. Sit down, roll over, and play dead if you want to. But if you want to get up and win, use these weapons. God is ready for this church to take by force your combat. He is ready for you to take improvement, to take recovery, to take recuperation, to take renewal, to take revival, to take an awakening. He wants you to begin to get up and take this by force. He's ready to turn some things. 
but he's not going to do it by himself. The Bible says the Lord working with them. There's been many promises and words that have been spoken to this church. And you have yet to see them come to pass. To those of you who are visitors, there's an unseen force fighting you. But you can receive a power from God today to handle it. I knew I was in a warfare when he gave me this sermon to preach. But I also knew I was fit for the fight. So I was seated in my chair. The Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And he began to give me words for this pastor of this church. Some of you have been in a resting position and hoping you can buy your time out till the rapture take place. But you're not going to be able to buy your time out. From the youngest to the eldest, you're going to have to fight your way through. And the enemy didn't want you to understand that you have a power to overcome every power of the enemy. And they've already given me the liberty to speak the word today. I heard the Lord say concerning you, Pastor, that you had been in many, many battles. And you were tired in the battle. But I, the Lord God, will say unto thee, every word that I've spoken unto you, it shall surely come to pass. And this day I will release unto you my strength and my anointing so that you might complete the journey that you have begun. For I have spoken many things unto you and you have been waiting for them to come to pass. And I say unto you this day, they are yet on the horizon and you will surely see all that I have promised you. And I will bring again unto you the joy and I will bring again unto you the peace and I will bring again unto you the things that you so desire. For you have been my faithful servant and you have walked with me and you have talked with me and you have walked humbly before me and I your God I will stand by your side for you have yet to see what I will do in your life I see this church packed with people there's going to come notable miracles out of this place People are going to begin to wonder what is going on because they're going to hear about what God is doing in this place. And he's going to begin to work through you. He's going to begin to use you. And this day he has come so that you might get your fight back in you. There's been some discouraging things that have taken place. 
and the fight to the finish was diminished. But he said this day, if you make up your mind that you are going to take it by force, you're going to make up your mind that you're going to fight and fight and fight until you conquer, conquer, and conquer. You're going to go from victory to victory to victory. This is a new day. He's giving you a new anointing. All nine spiritual gifts will begin to operate in this church. They are going to operate... Under the power of God with a spirit of humility. And those gifts are going to be submitted to God, but also to this leader. There are some of you, you have been desiring new things to happen in this place. You have been desiring more for your church, more for your family, more in your walk with God. And God is saying to you this day, if you will get up and come unto me, I will empower you. And you will begin to see things that you've not seen before. The spirit of Issachar would be here. It's going to come upon your pastor and his wife and the leadership of this church. But it's also going to begin to come upon you. You're going to understand the time and you're going to know what to do. There's a mighty revival coming. It's going to be a harvest like you have never seen before. Prepare for the harvest because it is on the horizon. Sharpen your skill. Sharpen your weapons. Mahushakataba. We just come out of one of the most powerful conferences. If you were in that conference, begin to worship God. God put something on the inside of you in that conference and you're not going back to where you were before. You're not going back to weak and beggarly things. You're not going back to elementary things in the spirit. You're not going back to intimidation. You're not going back to fear. You're not going back to doubt. But you're going to get up and you're going to take it by force. I want this church to understand we saw in that conference 25 to 30 people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We took it by force. 
like to come in here. I was in Eureka, California. I went there to preach two times, Sunday morning, Sunday night. But revival broke out. And when revival broke out, there were about 44 people that received the gift of the Holy Ghost and 36. I'm not talking about at a big conference. I'm talking about at a, a church like this. About the size of this. In that church, we begin to pray for healing of the bodies. I said, if you got cancer, stand up. You're sick in your body, stand up. A man stood up. In Jesus' name, you are healed by the power of God, by the authority of the Spirit. Yes. The man stood up. Hey, that's how you get your healing. That's how you get your deliverance. You got to go after it and you got to take it by force. It's not going to be handed to you. These visitors that are in this house, they are tired of dead religion, dead sermons, and dead preachers. They need somebody with a radical move of God. They need somebody to step into their world. The Holy Ghost have had his eye on you. I spotted you from the pulpit. Every pain that you have encountered. I've never set my eye on this young man in my life. But every pain that you have ever encountered in your life, the Holy Ghost can handle it. God is watching you. God is going to strengthen you. And God is going to bless you. God's going to begin to put your life together. You've been trying to figure some things out, but God's going to give you the wisdom and the knowledge, but it's going to be God putting your life together. And God's going to raise you up in the kingdom, and he's going to use you in this end time hour. Jesus loves you. Don't ever doubt it. Jesus loves you and he knows your name. The enemy hates you, but Jesus loves you. The enemy wants to take you down, but God wants to elevate you up. I spotted you from the pulpit. God had his eyes on you. And I don't even know if you've ever received the Holy Spirit or not. Have you? He said he doesn't think so. But today, if you will yield to him, he's going to begin to give you things that only a dreamer could imagine. 
it's so much all around you. The Holy Spirit is already around you, but he wants to fill you. That's what's going on. You're, you're sensing something different, and it, sometimes it makes you a little uneasy, doesn't it? Because you, you don't know what to expect sometimes. But he said, if you will yield to me and allow me to fill you, you will begin the journey with me. And I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be right by your side every step of the way. Do you want to be filled? Stand to your feet. Power of God is on you. Church, just pray right here for him. Walk with me. What's your name? His name is Michael. I don't think that's by accident. Father, you see Michael right here in the name of Jesus. You see Michael, oh God, and you, you call Michael out. You spotted Michael, oh God. So, Father, right now we pray over Michael, oh God. He said he wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, oh God. He wants to be touched by your presence, oh God. Touch him, oh God, right now. Michael, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, the first thing you do, begin to ask God, say, God, forgive me. Say, God, forgive me. Everything I've ever said. Everything I've ever done. I want your spirit. I need your spirit. Feel me, God. Feel me now. In Jesus' name. Now, Michael, what I want you to do is begin to say hallelujah. The reason why you say hallelujah, because hallelujah is the highest praise. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. While you're saying hallelujah, your mouth is going to begin to move. Let your mouth move. While your mouth is moving, you're going to start saying words that you don't know. Say the words anyway. That's going to be your evidence that you have received the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Begin to say hallelujah. 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 Come on, Michael. Hallelujah. 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 That's it, Michael. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Michael. Hallelujah. Hold it. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, Michael. Keep standing. Keep standing. Over and over. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. We're in revival today. Come on. That's it, Michael. That's, that's it. That's it, Michael. It's coming. I hear it. I hear it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. That's the power of God. 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 Come on, Michael. That's the, he's been desiring this. He's been hungry for it. Come on, Michael. Yes. 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 Come on, Michael. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, he's getting the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's coming on him. Oh, that's it, Michael. 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 That's the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's it, Michael. That's it, Michael. That's it, Michael. Come on. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no,
Come on, God stopped here. Come on, church. It's time to pray. Where are your ladies? Where are your ladies? Where are your gentlemen? Pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in this church. We're taking it by force. Michael, did you hear yourself say words you don't know? The Bible says when you begin to speak words that you don't know, that is your evidence that you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. in this house 
if you have never received the gift of the God is God is God. This church is in revival. He just broke in there and filled Michael with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Clap your hands. He's not done. If there's anyone else in here, Michael, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and anyone else under the sound of my voice, the Bible said there is no name like the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall be confessed. Whatever we do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. They were baptized in the name of Jesus in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. All through the scriptures, no one in the Bible was baptized any other way but the name of Jesus. But in the name of Jesus, when you go in the water, everything that you've ever done in your life is completely washed away. And God throws your sin in the sea of forgiveness and he remembers them no more. God spotted him. If we have anybody else in this house and you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you. you as you can see, he had an experience with God. And God wants to fill others today. Back to this story. I was in California. See, the enemy wanted me, Pastor Burke, to come here with some little Bible story. But you have to be on assignment if you're going to preach for God. You have to be on assignment if you're going to be called by God. Some are called by man, but they're not called by God. Those that are called by God come with the word of God. It doesn't really matter what I think, but it matters what God thinks. So I have to come with the word of God. I was ministering in California. Went there to preach on Sunday morning and Sunday night and go home. Revival broke out. 44 with the Holy Ghost, 36 baptized. I began to call and I said, anybody got cancer in here? I said, God wants to heal you of your cancer. A man stood up and he said, I have cancer and I want to be healed. He had a service animal with him and he come to the altar. While he was at the altar and praying, his eyes got so big. He went home the next day immediately to his doctor. He said, I just got healed at a service, and I want you to give me a cancer test today. That was where his faith was. You give me a cancer test. The doctor gave him a cancer test, and the doctor couldn't find no cancer in his body. But the doctor wasn't satisfied. He sent him down to San Diego. He said, you go down to San Diego and go through further testing. So he didn't come to the next service that we had in the revival. But he came back two or three services later. When that doctor in San Diego examined him upside down, inside out, he couldn't find cancer anywhere in that man. Don't tell me the power of God isn't real. Don't tell me we can't take whatever we need to take by force. I was preaching for, you see how I'm dropping these names? These are not fake stories. I'm dropping names, Google them, call them, do anything you want. Preaching for Pastor Matt Booty down in Kentwood, Louisiana. Woman received the Holy Ghost just like Michael back there. 
and I told her, and they told me she had had cancer in both of her breasts. I said, you get baptized in Jesus' name, God going to heal that cancer out of your breast. She said, what? You say you speak boldly. They spoke boldly in Acts. Such as I have, give I unto thee, not by my power, by his power. That's why Jesus said, behold, I give you authority. You just have to trust in the name of Jesus and use the authority God has given you. Such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. She said, if I get baptized in Jesus' name, God going to heal my cancer? I said, yes. That's what the Holy Ghost told me to tell you. She said, I'll get baptized in Jesus' name. She said, but I'm getting ready to have surgery and chemo in two days now. Get baptized in Jesus' name, God going to heal you. I didn't move. Right. The woman got baptized in Jesus' name on Sunday, went to that doctor on who cut her open to remove the cancer and start the chemo and radiation. When he cut her open, he couldn't find cancer anywhere, sold her up and sent her home. We have the ability to take it by force. What did he give you the Holy Ghost for if you're not going to use it? Preaching in Dallas-Fort Worth at Sister Sharitha's church. And God told me just, you saw me over there and I was just raising my hand across. Anybody saw me do that? I was doing that for a reason. I was praying over this congregation. And God has spoken to me. He said, just lift your hands across this congregation. You don't have to touch anybody. I'm going to do a work. So I began to pray for healing. And I was on the floor like I am now. I'm often getting on the floor. And I began to take some steps to my right. When I took four or five steps, a woman tapped me on the shoulder. She said, when you prayed that prayer, I had a growth on my neck. And the growth is gone. Don't waste that power. Don't let that power just sit on your pew. Don't let that power just be in your, just in your house, in your prayer time. But take that power into your world. I was preaching in the Georgia District Ladies Conference. And I don't know how many got the Holy Ghost at that conference. But they began, I told these ladies at the conference this story. They rolled this wheelchair behind me. And said, what do you need? going to pray for a headache or whatever. Never expected this. But while I was praying for what they told me, the Holy Ghost said, tell her to stand up. I told the woman, I said, stand up. They looked at me. I said, stand up. She wobbled to her feet and she stood up. Then I told her, the Holy Ghost told me to tell her, walk. I spoke to her again because she wouldn't move. I said, walk. And she began to move. And move, and she began to take steps. What I didn't know, the woman hadn't walked in 18 years, but she walked. Why am I telling you this? Because this is the harvest and the revival that God is leading you to. And you have to realize, Michael. Power comes immediately. And you shall receive power, Acts 1 and 8. 
after the Holy Ghost comes. But immediately when that power comes, you can begin to use it. That is the one thing in the kingdom you don't have to wait for. There are some things we have to develop. And while we develop, we get to use it, but not power. Power is the one thing that you can use immediately. He can walk out of here right now and lay his hands on somebody and they'll be healed. I was working on my doctorate degree at Liberty University. God set this church up for a mighty revival. An unprecedented revival. For your words, this revival has come. He told me to tell that to you. He will begin to bring into this congregation what you have asked for in secret. What you have asked of God in secret. There are men that's coming. I'm telling you, there are Men that are coming. Women. Specifics and detail. You watch it. As you have prayed it, so it will be. This is just a part of it. What's happening today. working on my doctorate degree at Liberty University and I had went on critic a long time because I just didn't have the money laying around on my coffee table and I had gone so long and I owed them thousands of dollars and they said if you don't pay this money this semester you're going to have to abandon this degree I didn't have it but I had started a prayer meeting in my house, Memorial Day 2017, and people had been coming and coming and coming. And we were in that room praying. It was January, New Year's Day, 2018, when this happened. And I, all of a sudden, there was a tall angel that stood by me. I come here the next time. If I come back, I want to come back. A tall angel stood by me. And I told the group, I said, there are angels in this room. Ask God for what you need. I'll show you the picture of an angel that someone took that I didn't take when I was in Indiana. I asked God for the thousands of dollars because that's the biggest burden I had on me. I went to work at the POA the next day. A strange call come to my phone and I said, let it go to voicemail. When I answered the phone, the woman said, standing in my state, the Holy Ghost says, send Jennifer Williams a blessing. She said, I Googled you and found your number. I said, ma'am, that's really God. I'm just trying to finish a degree. She said, how much do you need? I named the figure. It was north of $11,000, south of $20,000. 
She said, I have the money to you in 48 hours. In 48 hours, UPS was pushing the envelope through my door. Even in this conference, I knew when I walked in here that there were angels here. I knew angels had accompanied me here to Illinois. But a woman walked up to me at the conference. She said, I saw angels by you when you was on the platform preaching. There are angels in this house. And these are not angels that are going with me. There are angels that travel with me. But these are angels that will assist you in this mighty revival. God has taken you to another territory, a new dimension. I wonder, do we have anybody in here that need a healing in your body? I know she stood up and she said, God, in the name of Jesus. I don't blame you. That's what Sister Mangan did before she had Bishop. She went in every prayer meeting for seven years before she was impregnated with Bishop Anthony. She got a miracle. Sometimes God doesn't do it instantly. Sometimes it's a process. You just got to keep on coming until you get it. You got to keep on pressing. You got to keep on doing what you need to do. It's all about taking it by force. I'm going to close with this. I got too much to tell you and not enough time to do it in. Not enough time to give you a solid understanding of taking it by force. And we'll get to the miracles and others will receive the Holy Ghost that desire it. Some reason the Holy Spirit's been on you since you've been here. The presence of God is around you. You're tired. You're weary of some things. Some of the things you, you don't even know how to begin to deal with it. I, your God, will say unto you, I love you. And I've seen your toil. I've seen your weariness. I am your hope. I am your strength. Come unto me and gain your strength. Gain the peace that you so need. It's in my presence. It's in my presence. I don't know if you've ever received the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with tongues or not. Have you received the Holy Spirit before? When is the last time you spoke with tongues? It's been years. But he's about to touch it again in you. You need it physically, you need it mentally, you need it spiritually. And I just heard the whole, I only say this if the Holy Spirit tells me. But God's about to, to give you a financial blessing. That's what he just told me to tell you. He is about to give you a financial blessing. I only speak it if he tells me. 
I spoke it to Pastor Michael Davis in Sulphur Springs. God, I don't know what he's going to give you, but I can tell you when he speaks it, he confirms it. He was the pastor of a church, and he was trying to build and extend that church. You just go, go call him, Pastor, Pastor Michael Davis, Sulphur Springs. He gave him a check for 75000 another check for 50000 another check for 45000 And the millionaire that was supplying it moved to his church, and now he's a member of his church. I don't know what God is going to give. He just said he's going to bless you financially. What is your name? Beautiful, Bambi. God's about to touch you again. It's been years, probably 10 years since you've spoken with tongues. Five years. 30 years. Bambi. Pray, church. Stand, Bambi. God, you see, Bambi, my friend, I met today. God, you knew her before I did. Father, right now, touch Bambi, God. Be with her and strengthen her. Undergird her with your powerful arms, God. Lift her up where she's down. Strengthen her where she's weaker. Oh, God, bless her according to your will. You said you're going to bless her financially, spiritually, mentally. Oh, God. Baby, you already know the way to receive. I'm just going to lay my hands on your head in the name of Jesus. And say, here I am, God. Feel me, God. Feel me again. Hallelujah. Say, forgive me, God. Anything I said. Everything I said. Everything I've done. Everything I've done. Feel me again. Feel me now. Begin to say hallelujah, Bambi. Hallelujah. Just go ahead, let it out. It's already in your belly. It's coming out of your belly. That's a new life, new hope, new joy, new peace. That's it, Bambi. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's Let's close your eyes and enjoy the presence of God. Be filled, be filled. This is your answer you've been looking for. This is what you've been searching for. That's it, that's it, baby. Hallelujah. Come on. The Holy Ghost is reaching for you. He reaches, he reaches, he reaches, he reaches, he reaches. That's it, the power of God is moving. The power of God is strengthening. We can feel it. God's going to do more in you, Bambi. He's going to do more. Even in this service, before we leave this service, he's going to do some more. Come on, church, let's pray one more time, and I'll give you a few more, and we're going to try to bring it to a close in a minute. Come on, Bambi, press it. You got to press. You got to take this by force today. You got to take this by force today. You got to take this presence of God by force today. He gave you a word today. Touch again with him. Just focus in right here on him. Say, here I am, God. Here I am, God. Feel me. 
Heal me, Dad. Heal me again. Heal me, Lord. Heal me again. Heal me again. In Jesus' name. But I want you to do, I want you to begin to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. With everything you got, just say hallelujah. Because hallelujah. it's the highest praise. While you're saying hallelujah, let your mouth is going to start moving. Let it move. Hallelujah. Let the words come out again. It's like filling hallelujah. up that car. Hallelujah. hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 It's going to sound like baby talk. Say it anyway. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's don't sound like baby talk. Say it anyway. Hallelujah. 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 say anything that you don't know? Do you hear yourself say any words that you don't know yet? Okay, let's press a little bit further. Come on, church, we're going to press a little bit more. We're taking it by force. We're going to press it because Bambi's going to go home. That's it, come on. Let's press a little longer, Bambi. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, Bambi, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Come on, church, we in revival. 
Do you believe we're in revival? Do you believe this is a new day? Do you believe this is a new moment? Do you believe that God is doing something? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did you hear yourself? I did too. That's your sign that you have received. Hallelujah. After 30 years. Stand to your feet and just make your way to the front. Stand to your feet. Make your way to, we've been experiencing this now some three days, haven't we, ladies? Are we going to stop? Are we going to bring it on? We're going to take this by force. Come on as close to the front as you can. Even if you haven't received the Holy Spirit yet, you've just seen two people receive. It's an amazing day. I want you to get a vision in your mind. Get a vision in your mind of what and how you want God to use you. I know we have some more visitors and, and all of that here. But the Holy Ghost is present to heal. He's filled Michael and Bambi with the Holy Ghost today. Powerful. And if we have any others that are here, I, I, I never want to stop. Go past the point of asking, do we have anyone else that's never received the Holy Spirit in here? It's okay to raise your hand. We, we're, we're like God. We, we don't jump on anybody. We just see if they want to receive and we'll pray with you. Do we have anybody else that's never received that desire to receive the Holy Ghost? Just raise your hand if you desire to receive it. Because he's not going to jump on you. But if you decide to re desire to receive it, God's going to fill you. We got some children. Awesome. Children can be filled as well. I got it at eight. And God's going to do it. But if you've come to this house and the enemy's been taken, taking, taking from you, or if you have some promises and God has not brought them to pass yet and you had decided that you were going to abandon them and just forget it, God is saying, get up and take it by force. I believe that this revival that we have entered into, not what we're coming into, but we have entered it. God is going to use the entire body of Christ. Everything that you read about in the book of Acts, God is about to release that into our world. And he does not want to do it without you. He wants to use you. He doesn't just want to use me. But he wants to use you. Traveling here I prayed two people through to the Holy Ghost in airports. I was flying in and prayed one woman through to the Holy Ghost on the runway. Went into a department store, prayed another lady through to the Holy Ghost in a department store. The world is hungry. They're being saved and they're being healed. 
you know that God has called you. There's an anointing on your life. I see two words over you, sir. Right here with the gray sweater. I see greatness and I see greater. It's more God wants to do. I think you're Sister Rhonda's son, aren't you? I see two words over you. Greatness and greater. There are things that you've not seen, things that you've not done, things that you've not heard. You're about to step into a dimension of the spirit and you are walking ramps that you've not walked before. Your world is about to be revolutionized. And you're going to impact. Now I'm seeing the word influence. You're going to impact. And you're going to have influence. There will be times when you will just be walking and people will feel the presence of God just by your presence being there. Shandaba. Mm. So much to tell this church. So much to say. But in the book of Genesis chapter, I believe, 36, we come about a man by the name of Jacob. Jacob was a supplanter and deceiver. And he was on the run. He had stolen the birthright and all those different things. And he went to sleep. And you have to go read this in your Bible. It's in my notes here, and I'm not going to open that iPad back up again. I think it's Genesis 36, but you can just Google the story. He went to sleep and had an encounter. Some theologians believe it was an angel, but most believe it was God himself. He went to sleep, and he began to wake up and begin to wrestle with this spiritual being. And the daylight was coming. And all of a sudden, most theologians believe it was God. God said, let me go. It was the only time recorded in our Bible where humanity laid hold of divinity and divinity cried, let me go. Jacob had a grip on God and he knew God had what he needed, but he knew he had to take it by force out of God. You can lay hold on God today. And not just take it from the enemy by force, but you can get it from God. Finally, God said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, uh-uh. You will no longer be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel. For you are a prince with God. Today, Begin to lift your hands and take by force what you need. 
If you're here today and you've never been baptized again in Jesus' name, we have water for baptism in Jesus' name. But never forget, you have the power to take it by force and to defeat the enemy. And you can wrestle with God like Jacob uh, and take your new identity, take your new name, uh, take your new territory by force. Take it by force. Come on, church, pray. Pray, church. Pray, church. Pray, church. Pray, church. Pray. Pray until the pews are filled. Pray until your altars are filled. Pray until people receive the Holy Ghost. Pray and take it by force. God's feeling. Lord, wherever there's a need for healing, heal the bodies, oh God. Wherever there's a need for deliverance, deliver, oh God. Take it. Take it. Take it. Feel, 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 deliver, set free. Keep praying, church. Keep praying. Keep praying. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. This greatness. Whatever the barrier that's been your ceiling, you're about to bust through it. You're about to break through that ceiling. You're about to break into a new dimension. Your prayer time won't even be the same. Yes, yes, yes. The strength, the power, the unction, the anointing. Strength, blessings on her. Bless, bless, 
these great people that have come today. Bless her, God. That's the Holy Ghost on you. Let him just roll. Let him just move in you. Let him just touch you. I love his shirt. It's nice. Hallelujah. I don't know. Have you received the gift of the Holy Have she received the Holy Spirit? Yes. Amen. That's it. Come on. Break on through. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let him do it. Let him do it. Awesome. 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 People are praying in the Holy Ghost. We respect that. Bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put my arm around you. I just want to hug you and bless you today. Pray, church. Pray. <laughs>